0: Hey guys! Chase here, resident Holberstan and, as of season 4, editor for Valurians United. I hope you're having a good
1: time out there. I'm here to let you know that the lovely Jasper and Amazing Kath had to re record this particular episode because of a myriad of technical issues. We're not really sure what happened, but my money is on the fact that a group of people who shall remain nameless moved to the moon and had fucked up our files. It's definitely not good old fashioned human error, or my fault at all.
0: It's absolutely
1: the moon moving. So thanks for listening, and enjoy Kath and Jasper's look into Season 4, Episode 2. Do I have a name? Why would you Starbucks, must be. I'm a fucking magician. Not the library story! It's our story.
0: This story belongs to a lot more people than you think.
1: But you do. <laughs> minor Minda.
0: So, hey Jasper, guess what? What? We have to re-re-record 402 for the third time. Okay, buddy.
1: So what you're telling me here is we recorded the episode, and then that didn't work. Yes. So we recorded the episode again. Yes. And God still said no.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, you know what they say, the third time's the one you do after the second. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So... As uh, we re-record this episode, it was weird because we, we were at 4.06 now and going back to 4.02, I was like, all right, they didn't do that and that and that, and all right, they don't have character development yet. Personally,
1: I was very excited when Kat said we had
0: to re-record this
1: episode because I thought, oh boy, I get to talk about Marina again and no one can stop me. Legally, <laughs> I can
0: do this. Uh, but before we uh, we dive into the theme of pride, it's time for the story, and uh, you told me to do it. So I have been thinking, and all I could think was like pride related to LGBT, and I was trying to get out of this narrative because um, it's been done, and we all we we all gay here,
1: like we all gay, and, and I, we're all proud. We're all proud, but also not of anything else in our (laughs) lives.
0: But there's also the, the, I I don't know, I think that pride, the the first thing you think is LGBT. And I wanted to explore a bit more. Kat, when you say
1: any word, the first thing I think is LGBT.
0: Okay, that's fine. Uh, But um, I'm going to tell you the story of what's happening with my mom right now for a listener that have been listening long time they know that my mom has been diagnosed with cancer
1: and you let me sit here and make jokes
0: no it's it's okay I find it funny so uh and her well it's funny her health has been not good but hilarious (laughs) hilarious.
1: I find the best way to start off any joke is so my mom had cancer
0: (laughs) but the thing is um she is at a point where she cannot walk more than five Hundred meter which is around half a mile without being tired so uh (laughs) so they bought her this kind of like mini scooter that she can ride around it's a fucking electric wheelchair let's be real between you and i this is an electric i don't trust electric wheelchairs because i've been in one when the power went off
1: and no one could (laughs) help me
0: but the thing is it doesn't look like a wheelchair and when i told her oh it's a wheelchair she's like no it's not a wheelchair <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> like she had a, like she takes pride in not being you know, in a wheelchair and um we called we called that the formula one which is like a yeah you know. okay this sounds like something my mom would have done too yeah. so that yeah. like <laughs> like it, it's not a wheelchair it's not a wheelchair, and it's uh, it's it, anyway. And uh, my dad was telling me that when they got it, it took them forever to convince my mom to get it. And when they got it, like she didn't want to ride it around the neighborhood because uh, neighbors will see it. So they went into this like uh, there's like a, a a place where you can walk in the forest and it's paved. So they went there to try it first. Oh, I but love But the that. funny thing is, they met our neighbor there. <laughs> of course I mean of course but it, it was this whole idea and now now she's okay to take it when it's needed so I, I find this kind of pride fascinating this kind of not it's not toxic because at the end like when you understand that it's pride you can deconstruct it with the person and most of the time they're like okay yeah it's pride I'm gonna do it but they don't understand that at first you and they're can so say my things.
1: name <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I just, I, I, I just I don't know, at the moment I thought of Pride, it made me think of this story.
1: I love that story, though. I, just, I love that. I love the... And there is also a, a sense of pride in accepting that something like being disabled. Yes. Like, you think I'm too proud to accept it, but once you do, you're like, oh my god, it's the same thing as being
0: gay. Move,
1: bitches, I'm disabled.
0: Um, so, before we uh, continue, let's do a 30-second recap. Oh, shit, I forgot about those. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, I want to say, just as a warning, I didn't rewatch the episode. I just rewrote my and
1: notes. Thanks, God. Me neither.
0: <laughs> so, guys, this episode will be a mess. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you're going to start. I decided that you're going to start the 30-second recap. Ready? Go. Um, everyone's lost their memory. Marina
1: teaches Penny how to travel and also drugs Fog. and Fog loses his memory and becomes Marina's dad, even though he was always Marina's dad in her head. Um, the God of War is really hot, and I'm really thirsty because I'm in quarantine, and Quintet kills a pig, and the fish gives Margo a lizard box. And Finn's great, and has a crown.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's less than 30 seconds, but yeah! So Margot is now in uh, in fillery, and and the, she's she brought to to Finn, and Finn is like, that's not Margot, but I'm gonna follow her, and they find that Bacchus, and the Bacchus, and um, meanwhile Julia is like, yo, I'm I'm trying to save the world, but I don't know because I'm Julia, and she managed to break the curse, and uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian is not Brian anymore at the end, and uh, Marina is uh, just weird
1: marina is weird and i love fog i said todd oh wow okay um so
0: this so from now on um valorians will be hosted by just me <laughs> i love todd in this episode i, I have a lot of thought feeling in this episode i do
1: love todd though <laughs>
0: um i i feel that we should have the whole marina and fog and at the end, let's yeah, do the like, actually, When I was rewriting my notes, I put them at the end. Um, we're gonna do, let's do the, the one that we didn't talk about in the 32nd recap, which is Alice's Santa. So uh, just a quick reminder, Alice is still in the library and um, she, this, she's talking to Santa Claus and, and another like, you-
1: another reminder, um, we didn't leave out Alice because we don't like her. I love Alice. I also forgot Julia.
0: And I cosplay Julia all the time, so don't get mad at me. And also, Alice has literally two, three scenes dead. Yeah. yeah also, it's, I it's always like
1: think every time I envision Alice, I envision her with banks.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, Alice say, "Are you Santa?" And he's like, "I'm not, not Santa." But you can kind of see them He's kind of proud of being Santa, I think. I mean, I would be. Yeah, I think like he liked being Santa, it's just that the library ruined it for him. Well, the library and racism ruined it. Yeah. Um, I only remember
1: that we brought that
0: up in the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, and also like uh, they, they talk about magic and for the first time we see Alice let her guard down when she talks about um magic which is the total contrary of what we see her do in season 3 It's even the co- okay let's let's go back to season 1 Alice mm-hmm. when Alice
1: is like I don't read fantasy books my life doesn't need fantasy books mm-hmm. and then to see her light up over Santa
0: mm-hmm.
1: is just it's such an interesting contrast to me. Yeah. That, that, and I, I think I mentioned this, um, but the way Alice dresses with the Peter Pan collars that are mm-hmm. associated with. I feel like this is boring because I know we've talked about it. Oh, and like, <laughs> like innocence and you. <laughs> but um, Alice wears a lot of outfits with Peter Pan collars on them, which are mm-hmm. typically associated with children and with innocence. And I feel like the idea of innocence really connects with Alice in a way that we don't think about a lot, Mm -hmm. where her ideas are so black and white, good and bad, right and wrong.
0: And it's funny because in this moment, she allowed herself to fill gray zones and she's actually wearing gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole library is a gray zone. And I think it's one of the rare times we don't see her with that uh, Peter Pan color look. I don't have any specific notes
1: about it for this episode because I just started thinking about this recently and I didn't rewatch this episode. Mm -hmm. I started paying attention to when Alice wears her glasses and when she doesn't. Mm
0: -hmm. And they're
1: almost a character in and of
0: themselves. Yes, I agree with that. Especially in the later seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, Post-Niff and Alice, I don't think that needs glasses
1: but she wears them way more often
0: mm-hmm. it's a shield but i i and i like that uh, usually when she thinks or when she needs to really like think it's a bit as uh, she removes them a bit like when uh, we're looking for an address and we turn down the radio yes or when you're looking for something in your room and you grab your boobs uh, i never did that but i believe you alice uh, uh, managed to find an idea of like having a cockroach uh going into an um going into a pipe and then into the uh uh, zelda's room to find a to find a to find a um, fireplace and i like that she's kind of proud of herself to find that solution she
1: It doesn't recognize how clever she is Mm -hmm. because everyone only tells her how smart she is. You're smart. You remember stuff from books. I know you're clever. Yeah, I like that. And clever is figuring out from experience rather than Mm -hmm. from knowledge. And I love when Alice figures something out in a different way.
0: Especially that this is the spell that she had problems in break this out this was the one spell she couldn't do because she didn't want to mind control people
1: and i think she had more trouble internally with it post niffin but was able to push
0: through that in a way if that makes
1: sense there's this
0: um how you call that in english like she was putting barrier
1: for herself the only word I could think of is dissonance. And I know that. Is that
0: right? Okay. Kind of. Like it's this idea that she was trying. Like when she, she didn't want to mind control the, the thing because she knew mind controlling was bad. And she probably had experience through her parents through like reading about magic. Meanwhile, we know she did bad chick experiment as a Niffin. So she's like, look, I know how far it can go. I'm just going to self-control to do the minimal. Well, let's talk about the monster and Quentin who are right now in Greece. And we know that because they oh. decided to put a, a yellow tint on the lens. Which, What the fuck? Blue is for Hedge Witches. Blue is Brooklyn and yellow is Greece. Blue is wherever Julia is. Um, I I really like how... Uh, oh, and Braggnose is red. Yeah, red and green. Y'all yeah, um, turn off your filters. <laughs> but the monster really had to act like a kid. And like you were saying, this kind of innocence of, like, I'm gonna put um, l- a looking glass to the sun and burn an ant, kind of, in a sense. All children are
1: sociopaths.
0: Well, some because of them. They- before
1: they have an understanding of empathy and oh you hurt like i
0: hurt yeah but th- that's the thing like we, we we say how innocent and kind of almost pure hearted almost because he's not but like he's kind of in had have this childhood innocence and yet brian step up for the first time and says no i will not kill that pig and he fucking break his arm 20 times i think it's unfair
1: to say that he's got a what his sense of morality is because it's not a human sense it's no. not it's kind of like the fairies they have a completely different set of moral guidelines mm-hmm. that don't adhere to mortal human guidelines mm.
0: so it's a it's a very odd shift and, and I, now uh, I'm just I'm just thinking about it, but like basically the monster was born, chased after, saw his sister get dismembered, then thrown in a castle with monstrosity that he end up eating. That's another story. But all he known is violence.
1: I think that's part of why I'm so protective of the monster. Mm-hmm. Like. I get it, bro. When you've been in an abusive environment, you're not quite right.
0: But you're my son now. You're just reenacting what your parent did. And I think that's part of, like, he knows that if he... If he, he, he cannot go as far as what the gods did to him because he knows the fragility of mortals. But he knows how to inflict pain. Oh, the monster
1: understands pain and death, but not... It's all part of the game. Death, the game ends. We can't play
0: anymore. Like the pig, the mother pig. It doesn't end for him. He just changed body. Yeah. When Quentin's dad dies later on, he doesn't understand why Quentin is so sad. But even like with the when you see him
1: like with the pig, when the pig's dead, he's just like, well, it doesn't play anymore. It's only permanent for him. He doesn't understand mm-hmm. it's also permanent for the thing that's dead. Uh,
0: and There's the no sense of others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Brian brings that to him.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it, he's been in his own world and he's never had the chance to learn things are outside of his little bubble.
0: I think about aura by always playing with him and not trying to teach mm-hmm. him like Quentin do. Yeah. Kind of... Um disabilitated him a bit I think if Horan would have like, tried to teach him stuff the monster would have been more emotionally apt like a spoiled
1: child who's never had to earn their own money or do their own like laundry or anything I think mm-hmm. about laundry because I went to boarding school with a bunch of rich kids who had maids and shit and they were so fucking confused by laundry but mm-hmm. the thing is some of them were so sweet about it and they're like, I don't know how to do this. I'm so stupid. Please help me. And that also reminds me of the monster a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, just fun fact about the the pig, uh, there's a moment when uh, the monster hold him and kisses his nose. That was a blooper.
1: That's adorable.
0: Yeah, it, it was just a one thing that uh, Hale did and they kept it. <laughs> um so yeah and and the monster when he attacks um the envoy of anelis anelis and the the god
1: <laughs> i don't know why they had to make him so fucking attractive in this like woodsman kind of way like you probably cut down trees but like i've been
0: in quarantine a while Yes, you have. Uh what I what I liked about it is like the monster knew that he needed to seek something inside him, but it didn't know what or why. There's like an instinct.
1: I wrote this in my notes, but I no, I didn't mention it last time. Because in that scene I wrote down, um, this is a this is a TBI moment, um, traumatic brain injury. I have memory loss and sometimes you're like I know there's something there. I don't know what it is, but I know how to figure it out.
0: Do you think that the gods wiped out his sister after she died? Oh, yeah, I think they had to because I think he went like. He went berserk. Like.
1: I relate too much to the monster, and we're going to go through this. I'm more. really
0: protective of the monster. I think. Um, I And I think a lot of the fandom.
1: Fandom child
0: me and yes. spooky are his are his parents <laughs> and i think uh, that's that just show of the the quality of Hale that is man is, a- is able to play this child at first i forget it's elliot i genuinely forget it's the same man exactly it's quite impressive he's too good at acting <laughs> Um, the uh, the last thing I had about them is um, when Julia breaks the spell, Q comes back to himself, and the first thing he does is see Elliot. I'm gonna put Kodish on marker. Elliot's body covered in blood. The first thing he does is about to do a the, the push spell to like defend Elliot, and it, it, the monster has to stop him. But like that's Quentin's first instinct. Quentin doesn't even realize he is also covered in blood. Nope. He's like, I'm seeing Elliot in blood, I'm going to protect that ass. Sometimes you got to protect yourself, baby. But that's... That, and I, I think... I know I did it in other um, episodes, but I don't know if I have had yet. But I have this theory that... Um, that's the moment Elle wakes up inside the monster. That he actually died. Or like the monster felt him fade away. When he was Nigel. And the moment... Julia broke the spell, and Nigel—I'm gonna put that in quotation—was gone. Elliot woke up because he wakes up in episode yeah. uh, three, four, no, five. We see uh, we see Elliot in episode five, but we see that he's inside the monster at episode four. So I do think that at that moment, like Elliot starts to like come back, and like takes it takes a moment, <laughs> you know, it, it takes some time when you're trapped inside of an ethereal being. Exactly, but I do think that if Julia didn't have broke the spell, Elliot will not have woken up. And I think that if he, he did felt Nigel die. This is not the first time we should thank the goddess Julia. <laughs> I was gonna say
1: thank God for Julia, but then I realized that's just redundant.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I love how the monsters just like this is nice. I was tired of the Brian game.
0: The Brian game.
1: That's just one of my favorite lines.
0: But I, I don't know if you remember when he said uh, in the in the first episode how um, oh when uh, when I tried to make you remember, remember like,
1: it? Yeah, the magic. He's like, I know the rules of this
0: game. Fun spell was like really high for even the monster not wanting to break it. Well, it could have broken it, let's be real. It was a game. You have right. to play by the rules of the game. You can play hide and seek and the monster
1: could easily find you, but that's not in the spirit of the- this is why I love the fucking monster so much.
0: <laughs> well, uh, when we were talking about a the sister, they even even say, like they took this part of me that knew things. And this is, like, I think that we see more, the more and more the yin and the yang of the him and the sister. Uh, but also, like, uh, Quentin tried to, like, not sympathize, but see that the monster can be a time bomb. He tried to play the game. But Quentin, despite, the thing is, Quentin is so good at push, and yet so bad at this. He's not a poker player, he's a push player. <laughs> but they when they say they owe you, I think like he believes it. I I think part of Quentin feels bad for the monster. Oh yeah, because like Quentin was felt in the dark too about magic for so long. He would not have put up with all this if he no. didn't have some sympathy for the monster. Yeah, and love, Elliot. Um, it ends with um, him realizing that uh, Quentin wants Elliot back. And we say, like, oh, you like him better than me? You miss him? You miss your friend? Like, is it kind of what Julia was able to do? That he's able to read his emotion? Or is just, like, making assumption? Because he doesn't read Quentin's feeling after that.
1: Well, I'm thinking about it, like, the monster has only ever had one person around him. His, mm-hmm. his keeper. Um, since they dismembered his sister. So... For the monster, having Quentin be like, I would like Elliot back, it's like, what he hears is, I don't want you. I don't want to play with you. I'm going to abandon you like everyone else did. Mm. So it's the monster
0: protecting himself, I guess, sort of? Yeah, it's kind of um, um, a protective reaction more than anything else. Like a trauma. Quentin doesn't like the game. Quentin doesn't like the game and he wants Elliot back. So we're not going to play the game. He's like, "Oh, you don't want to play the game? Fine. I'm going to be me mean- like I'm going to be real now." I don't even know if it's I'm
1: going to be real. It's I'm going to change everything because clearly you don't like what I've been doing.
0: Or it's like that kid that say, "No, the rule is not that anymore."
1: It's my ball, so I'm going home with it.
0: Exactly. It's like Uh, when it was you, the rule was this, but when it's me that plays now, because now, okay, I'm making the rule now. Like, that's basically what he's saying. Like, okay, it's a new game, fine, but I'm making the rule. Until Quentin later on will say, like, whoa, your rule sucks. Like, your rule are self-destructive and I'm not willing to play.
1: The monster will play by other people's rules if they give them to him. Yeah. That's literally all you have to do is be like, okay these are the rules of the game the monster's like I understand that and I can do
0: that they should have done that but there is this thing in 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 childhood psychology like I'm no I'm no child we're not therapists but we've seen a lot but also I used I did seven year of summer camp and i i was a uh, a summer camp a scientific summer camp was really cool we did experiment all all summer i went to robot camp but um i had this kid that was he was such an asshole and i i didn't know how to handle him and at one point, Oh my god that was me but i didn't know how to handle him cuz he was just like mean and um i i was talking to my advisor cuz i was the youngest in age but the highest in rank basically, because I've been there for seven years, and usually counselors go one, one, one summer after they, they finish university before they get a teacher gig, basically. So I was the, like, the... Super- you did neither of I, those. Know, exactly. I was a supervisor, but I... So I was the one to have to manage him, but I didn't know what to do because I didn't have the background of, psych, like, of university classes telling you what to do with... So uh, my 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 boss told me, usually those kids need to feel needed so what I did is I put him in the like it was three age group and I put him in the uh, lowest age group and I said you're going to be my assistant when the kids need help they won't come to me they come to you and he became the best kid I've ever had in seven years the most helpful, the most kind. It was cleaning. It he was helping tie shoes. It just needed to feel needed, and I think that's what's happening with the monster. But the thing is, Margot has the same this kind of same need, and that's why she always clashed with the monster. It come with from absent parents.
1: <sighs> yeah, I was about to say, but I I I didn't I didn't want to like. Expose my daddy issues. No, but
0: you think about it like in um later on in this 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 season we heard that Margot basically her dad hated that she became a grown up and kind of let her down, but her, her dad was love
1: through gifts. Yeah,
0: but also it's the idea that her dad created her. She wasn't what he thought. So he abandoned her. Hmm, does that make you feel like the monster? And that is why Margot and the monster are not not together the whole season. Margot cannot look at the monster without seeing herself. To quote the bard, so what if I'm the monster? Yep, well, it's also uh, what he's going to see next episode to um, Bacchus. Why are you the god and I'm the monster? God and I'm the monster. You know, like... Mm. uh, So much feelings, let's go to another place. (laughs) Well, let's go to Fillory, so that way we're going to end with the marina. (laughs) So uh, it starts with uh, Janet, who had just been uh, sent to Fillory against her her, her will, and she ended up uh, drinking water and getting taken by Lord Fresh. I love how Fillory
1: just decides when, like, anything happens. But I like
0: that it's a bit like what happened to the Chatwin where they were doing something, they open a door, and BAM! Fillory! And I think that... It's the
1: opposite of what happened to Martin Chatwin.
0: Oh my god, it's the opposite of what happened to Martin Chatwin. Yep! Did I just accidentally say something insightful again? (laughs) But I like also, like, uh, Janet's first reaction is to take her heel to protect herself. And I like this idea that femininity can be a weapon.
1: I love that it also relates back to Margot too, that Margot uses her, her uh, femininity as a weapon. Like with, with Princess, yes. she used her sex, sexuality as a weapon. Um, but speaking of her clothes, why is her hair wet
0: but not her clothes?
1: Because if she had that white outfit wet, we would just see
0: nipple. But Change the outfit no (laughs) i just that's the like i'm gonna be okay with everything else in that talking goats okay but that is not acceptable (laughs) we don't change the outfit um there's there's some there's something interesting with janet she is told again and again that she's a hiking and she refused the title yet we know that janet loves her position of leader and power and being mean to people and like being the king of the company. And yet when she's given that title, she refuses refuse it. She didn't decide it. It's only hers if
1: she takes it. Mm. Someone naming her is not okay. It's are you really in charge if someone makes you be?
0: Kind of reflect Margot and Elliot when she tells him you didn't you didn't have to fight for your power you were giving to it and i had to fight for every inch of of it i think that's something like that that she said in season three yeah um and then lord fresh as is, is, is like proudly show talking about the box that is it he has been guarding and i have so many questions the box okay when was it put there By who? Didn't why did it know that this is the moment Margot needed to hear about it? And was the lizard inside it, or was the lizard did the lizard appear because that's what she needed at that time?
1: And does the lizard need to be fed?
0: Also, did it like it was talking? So did it have conversation with Lord First during that time? Like what the fuck happened?
1: Can they communicate because they're both like moist when you touch them? Also, I do like that it's a lizard because back in season one during Welters, <gasps> Margot's Square is a, a lizard!
0: Holy shit! Ah,
1: I love that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if anyone had mentioned no, it yet, so I'm really glad no, you had that no, reaction. I, I, I'm gonna make a GIF set. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but I, I, you say, like, oh, you're gonna l- learn what it is to live and rule alone. But does she?
1: And she already knows,
0: too. She like... has Josh. She has Finn. She has yeah, Rafe. Mar- she has Abigail. She, like, the only person that betray her is Tick. She's never alone. Even if she thinks she's alone, she's never alone. So destiny can be
1: changed. Yeah.
0: Fate can be... Do you
1: think at this time, Finn had been taken into account? Everyone underestimates Finn.
0: And it's the Napster that kind of kickstarted everything. So maybe the Napster saw what could come and said, like, fuck no.
1: I I feel like if anyone other than Brittany had played Finn, the series would have gone so Mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. I feel like she
0: really... Got Finn. Her energy. Is the same. Well, speaking of her, the first time we see her in this season is her losing her temper. And... It surprised me because we see Fan mad like four or five times in this entire season, like this entire series. One is when she's pregnant and she tell Margot, I don't give a fuck, you bring back Elliot. The second is saying, I don't give a fuck, I'm, I'm not giving my baby to the fairies. Then and after that is like, uh, find the, the riddle yourself, you've been mean to me. In season five.
1: The other one, there was one other one that I remember. Um, The I fucking hate fairies. Yes.
0: But that's the thing. It's always um, for the greater good. Someone else. It's always for the greater good. And I don't know in this moment if she's losing her temper because she's scared that Margot will come back and there's a problem and she doesn't know what to do. I think part of it
1: is she's losing her temper because she loves Fillory. Mm. And every time she loses her temper... It's not about her. It's about it's about her baby. Or it's about the fairies. Or it's about fillery. And I think her getting mad is like, no one's taking me seriously, and we have to fix this because it's fillery.
0: No, I like that. But I, I like also it's not assertive of I am the king. Like she has no problem no. by Tick calling her acting king. Like it shows more about Tick's Bruce Pride than Fans. Fan doesn't give a shit. But what's important for her is that right now, she has a power that was never given to any other Philorian in history. Finn doesn't need power. She just needs to be heard. Well, that's honestly what makes the best ruler, is when they don't want the power, if you want my opinion. Um, I just wrote in lock here, the cup moment, because the moment when Finn say Margot's name and she receive it under the head... Where does that cup come from? And all I can think is the the prop guy that had to throw it to Britney's hand in behind the camera. And I just it makes my day every single time. I love that. Magic had
1: a point to prove and it manifested a cup to prove it.
0: Uh, and also I love how Tick like strike Ember's ego just in case he's alive. Like this glorious <laughs> ember. Ah like even we like it it makes no sense. This like Fan and Tick saw both got died and even if he was alive he a dick uh and then they meet janet which Margo, uh fenn is turned on because fen is in love with margot um and but i feel that janet the wish she was really badly written if you want my opinion of the all the like different characters there is she was too much like Margot. Janet is Margot without character development. Janet is Margot season one, episode one. Yeah, she's. It's the easy one.
1: She's Margot in that little H&M top. In those... But that's
0: the thing. I don't understand how they can write like Katie as Sam. And then, that we're going to talk later. And then Margot as Janet. They just said, "Oh, we're gonna make color Janet because it's a good callback for the book." <laughs> but we're not giving her anything else to play with. Thank God, like Summer found something subtle to play with, but there was not a lot. Book fans will
1: get this, and that's all we care about. I think it's the same problem I had, like I have with this season. I think there's just too many characters in too many different places mm-hmm. that it was hard to keep up with what they were doing. Yeah,
0: but. Uh, and also, like, the the fact that, like, Margot... Uh, fan go along with Margot, even if doesn't look like her, I think that's because something feels like Margot. And the fact that Fenn can see through that... Finn knows Margot. Yeah, intimately. that's the thing. But, like, I'm sorry, Sam is not Katie. Sam is what Katie wants to be. Yeah, we were going to talk about it. And they, they, their characters show it within their... But I, I, just feel Janice the less well written of the gang.
1: Yeah, she's just too Margot, and I, I, you know what I would have loved to have seen. I would have loved, and I, I love, I love Mar. Like, I don't want this to be taken as like, I don't love how assertive Margot is or any of that. I just love opposite dynamics with characters. I would have loved to have seen like someone nervous and meek and scared who just snapped
0: at the end we have to think that uh when Henry cast that spell thought he was permanent so i don't think he would have given that to anyone even like brian is more assertive than quentin you know that scream that she does in in the end of in the in the first episode yes before, like when she's Car- in, in I think I would have liked to see Janet more like that. Yes, that's, that's, what I mean, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Fucking lose it. This, like I'm putting I'm putting my sh- which is Margot with with without. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, then after that they uh they found where Bacchus can go and they go to the hair on the ass and um and Margot came back because meanwhile Julia has broken the spell. And there's one of my favorite moments in the series where Finn is crowning Margot! It's I love so how Finn has beautiful.
1: zero hesitation. There's, there's not even a moment, there's not a moment of, of fear, there's not a moment of, of, of oh, oh no, I'm not king anymore, or there's no, fe- she doesn't feel like she loses power when she hands it over to Margot.
0: Exactly, because like even when she's going to kneel, she's going to flip her, her cape, and it's still super regal how she does it. It's just that she's saying, like the weight of the crown, I'm giving it to you, but I'm still going to be by your side.
1: It, it speaks volumes to how Margot has treated and interacted with Finn, that Finn feels like, even though Margot
0: is high king, they're equals. You're right, and it's not, um, Margot is not, Known to be good. Before. No,
1: Margot has no female friends. Remember when she tried to be friends with Alice, and Alice, Alice is like, "Oh no, you're 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 a mean girl. You
0: are you are going to read my diary and fuck my
1: boyfriend."
0: I don't know if you saw that the Olivia said that she wished there was more uh, Margot and Alice dynamic. We all wish that yeah shout out to the ballast shippers <laughs> <laughs> but um i also love like everyone will uh the moment fan kneels everyone kneels like they understand this moment of like oh wow and also i love how it's a woman crowning a woman it's a philorian that fought it's a foo fighter crowning a, a herder It's it's someone that was elected by the Philorian that is crowning... And I was just
1: talking about this the other day. I am so tired of, in media, women being pitted against women. You know, women, like, getting jealous of other women.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, I love how, like, the magician can be so feminist in doing those things. And then they try to be feminist by having Margot saying, like, Overy That pissed me off so much. We're going to go into that when it happens. Because I think it's false fem- feminism.
1: Also, like every time Margot's like,
0: grow a pussy, I'm like. This expression was never funny, so what?
1: When they don't try to make more. That's, that's the thing, at some
0: point, Margot turned into a caricature of herself. I think she's trying, she knows that she's progressive. And now she's trying to be progressive in in the later, like we're going to see her evolve in this like caricature of herself, as you say, and I see, I think it's important. It's interesting if we just keep an eye on how much aware she is of her importance and our, our action and feminism. But who she says these things to. to. Exactly.
1: Um, Anyway, someone needs to have a talk with Margot about what's, transphobic to say it we're not saying you're transphobic we're saying sometimes people accidentally say things that aren't okay it's not an attack against you that we're pointing this out
0: no it's just i i just think that the moment where, where fan crown margot is one of the most feminist moments in history. yes sorry you know and and it's it should be more highlighted that margot's saying here up it's
1: when they're not trying and that's, I feel like that's a good lesson. Sometimes your best work comes from when you're just being true to the story and not trying to make a social
0: point. Yep. And, and I think what's beautiful, so it's Margot like will bend to Fenn to get the crown. But when she gets up, she's hiking Margot. Like you see her posture and like all the regal that Janet didn't have. She has it, and she just turning and say, "What's up, Bacchus?" <laughs> you know. And Margot didn't bow anything when Elliot crowned her. Like, nope. She bowed, and I think her bowing to Finn, this humility of bowing to Finn, she didn't have to.
1: I think it's also, and this might sound really bad, and if it's, if it sounds bad and stupid, we can cut it out. But I think it's also she respects Finn more than she respected Elliot in the second season. To be fair, Elliot had almost just gotten them killed because he ate
0: like psychedelic carrots. I also think she understands more the meaning of getting that crown. In season two, it was, it's funny, I'm going to be High Queen.
1: (laughs) I'm like a storybook character.
0: Exactly. And now she's like, okay, I know what it, like, I learned what it is to be a, a ruler and a Philorian who fought to have Philorian on the throne is giving me that back, the power without hesitation. Okay, well, I'm going to claim, the first thing I'm going to do is not saying hi, fan, or saying to, hi to people is I'm going to protect Philory. You're a false god, go the fuck away. But yeah, that's what I have about it. It's really how, um, well, I also have this moment where um, Enelius is like, uh, not Enelius, what, Bacchus is saying like, uh, oh, I'm going to send you back to to Earth because I don't want you here. And fans' first reaction, being mad, who are you? And then she grabbed the crown.
1: Well, she knows who Morgo would leave in charge.
0: Well, yeah, and there's that, but there's also the fact that I don't know who you are. But this
1: isn't yours, Fillory isn't yours
0: exactly if Tick wanted I don't care at this moment I'm gonna protect it but also Tick can't have it (laughs) well I I think I think it's it's like kind of protecting the power that makes sense like because basically uh, basically Bacchus created this vacuum of power and that's where tyranny comes from historically
1: Bacchus just wants to have he's here for a good time and you're killing
0: the vibe well, Bacchus is, is afraid, and I think it's his pride into, is it, I think his pride turned into arrogance, and if this is arrogance that's going to get him killed in the next episode. <laughs> All right, well, we are at the moment that Jasper uh, has been boiling over, which is talking about... Are we, or are we at Julia? Well, Marina, Julia, Henry, what's happening on Earth, let's put it as one. Well, I'm gonna, gonna start with Marina, who has her pride shaken because her spell didn't work, which blasted everyone underground. Margot is sent into Fillory, and her, her first reaction is to be mean to them. Is like my spell didn't work, fuck you. And then, <laughs> but to add insult to injury, she gets a call from Henry, and then um, she tells um she tells uh, the others to go in the kitchen while she she play with Penny, and she tells uh, and she
1: her pride wasn't just hurt because the spell didn't work. It was Henry's spell. Yeah, and she couldn't break. It was it was an insult. It was felt like him directly insulting her abilities because he didn't. She had to teach herself everything that he should have taught her
0: yeah and um then she say like oh go go elsewhere that way uh, and just say something like oh uh uh oh she's scary and and um uh, Katie sam says she's not the one with the glock which like how cal- cause of the false confidence from muggle have with their weapon but also like that weapon will save their ass later on <laughs> so <laughs> you know But also, like, um, whatever um, Marina tells them, or like the the spell is stupid and whatever, this is a really, really good spell. This is one of the most intricate spells we see the whole show.
1: Fog, we don't see Fog do magic often. But when he does, I'm thinking about Fog gets all of his suits custom that We're not going to talk later, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of them. Um, And I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, in the book, Elliot stayed at at Break Bills over the summer. And he was like one of the only students Mm -hmm. who did. So Fogg and him had this kind of almost weird father-son relationship in a way. And looking at the way Fogg does his magic and his suit and all of that... It's very similar to Elliot, mm-hmm. in that he is dramatic, serious, and intricate mm-hmm. about it.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of, um, uh, Enrietta uh, goes to uh, like basically they go to fill uh, to fill uh, it break bills, and Marina uh, casts a spell on Todd who fall asleep, and then Henry will judge him for being drunk. Like who the fuck? Todd, are you drunk? Who are you? Because I am, and one of us like, needs to be sober. Yeah, like, what the fuck, Henry? You are not allowed to judge someone for being drunk. And then what was going to happen, And basically, is Marina dosed him with the same uh, memory charm that uh, he gave the others. And he refused to give her how to cure that.
1: Hold on, I have a thought that connects to... F- Todd and Fog and the drinking okay. thing that goes back to everything else I've said with Todd um, with Elliot as a, as a mm-hmm. son figure and Marina as a, as a daughter figure and now Todd as a mm-hmm. son figure he has lost Marina he has lost mm-hmm. Elliot so
0: Todd.
1: he's the only one I don't know why I'm so mean to Todd I really right love now
0: Todd. Um, but yeah, yeah, and Henry will uh will get stabbed and then get um the 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 personality changing serum that he gave to the others, and he refused to give Marina the antidote. And at first, I was like, is it out of pride or out of anger? But I think in the last episode we recorded, the second recording, not the first one, we had come up with the idea that he's doing it. to to still save them to still protect them it's not pride at all
1: this is the first time in 39 timelines fog has been allowed to forget
0: Mm. see i had written like was he ready to do that because to die in quotation because he saw them die 39 times for him but i like this idea of forgetting because he was the only one that couldn't
1: He's had, and I th- I also feel like this is this is why he drinks in a attempt because we've seen him in the past. He wasn't oh, like this. Oh no, it's, it's
0: the, the, the the timelines have broken him.
1: Yeah, they would. They- I mean, he is a broken man. Yeah. Like I, I really do think he thinks of these kids as his children, and I think part of why he's so incompetent and distant is because it hurts
0: yeah well uh, that that uh, we're gonna look into that later but um we're at that point where Henry knows oh I'm gonna lose my memory within x hours so he tells Todd to follow him because he wanna take his last moment right before that Todd is just asked by the really scared Julia can you give me all your cheat and and Todd is like yeah and I love that everyone in on, on campus know that Todd had cheats.
1: I also want to know, like, is Todd smart? I think he is. I think Todd might actually be a fucking genius and magical prodigy because everyone comes to him for cheats and all this shit. And if he would stop, stop trying to be Elliot. Elliot is a bad I, person gonna, to I have a
0: theory about Todd later on that, but I agree that Todd is seen as a buffoon when he's not.
1: I think he's seen as that because he's trying
0: to be someone else. I think that's because he's, and we're gonna see that later. He's not afraid to say, "I don't know." Um. So basically, we follow Todd, uh, Todd and Henry doing Henry's last moment and Henry has like no pride in keeping in secret because they won't be his anymore uh Henry was raised by by his grandma which explained so fucking much about him because first there's this love of being well put and well dressed and I feel grandmas are like that And there's also this kind of stern love to the gang, how he, he hates them and would smack them, but it's always all of love, that will come from an older generation loving you, you know, and it was probably raised in poverty and segregation, so this idea of him being a dean, there's this like, he always prides himself, and we learn even in season five that he never saw himself as a dean. And it's basically Penny that brings him to be a dean, which whew, tiny whiny. Well, oh,
1: speaking as a, as someone of of mixed race, you're right. There is, and it goes back to like how you're saying he's well put together. Sometimes, when you're not white, you have to. Be more proper and put together than the white guy, or else you're a criminal. Yeah,
0: Yeah, totally. And that's why I think he takes so much pride in his suit that we're going to talk later. And I also think that's why there's this, um, he he will always always like bring back that he's the dean, not as I'm the best of you, but when it's time to put his phone down, you say, I'm the dean here.
1: Even when he puts his foot down, it's done in a diplomatic sort of yeah, way. Yeah, we see that
0: to the library.
1: It's not done aggressively.
0: The only time what it feels like kind of mean is when he said stel- stel- to Zelda, like, that's your fucking problem. When he, she said, like, oh, I need Alice. And that's because at this point, he's done with her. He did everything for her and it he doesn't have any stake anymore and everyone's kind of surprised that he does that because that's not Henry's way and I remember that uh, the actor was saying how Fogg was more a politician in this season four and I can see that and I feel um, this is kind of uh, what we see right now with him doing his tour is like if a politician could go to his adversary and see everything they could <laughs> Uh, Henry still perpetuates segregation in the magical world between hedge witches and and students. And it will take the end of season five where when Katie has solution that practical magic doesn't have that he see the value of hedge witches. If you want to be smart, you need to go to college. And then from then you can have places of power, which is the narrative I feel Henry was brought into even katie was brought in she said like it's a my life or death in i film if i'm here you know like she need she wanted to learn and it and i feel like this there's this narrative that the whole magical role have like a dear a ad- dear ad- 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 to
1: quentin does it to julia
0: yeah even like uh, Elliot, Elliot like yeah we're from very bills you know like he was so proud because he come from a place where he was not nothing
1: and I I think this is part of why I I don't want to say I didn't like Elliot but I had this like you, I want to hit you and not oh, in yeah. a fun way with Elliot the first season also I related to him way too hard
0: well Elliot season h- one is hard
1: season one i looked at my brother and went <laughs> that's what i'm like to hang out with and he goes yeah it is And I go, oh shit i need to fix myself <laughs> but like i know that guy who's like hmm well i went to an ivy league college well if you're so smart how come i don't have crippling student loan debts and you do have
0: you uh have you read the the uh, the comic book not the alice Story no i'm one.
1: very poor
0: okay but um there's this moment where um basically fog brings a hedge witch teacher and five hedge witches with them and they are straight into uh year three and the third year are like are you fucking kidding me i had to pass the test and be two years there and do like brave south and they arrive and they're and like they're got like there's this guy who is super classes and he's like fuck that and at the end you you realize it's all insecurity but also like like they have to prove themselves and one character died because the edge witches you know don't do that because the moon is in life that way and it's a place that they it's a thing that they never heard in in and the person died because of that but something happened that the hedge witches are like what the fuck and break student can say oh yeah no that's because of that so seeing both working together and having to fight this fight together so interesting and i wish there will be more but i think this this is like this this comic is everything um because i i i honestly want to buy them the moment i had money i bought them just because lila Sturge is a trans woman i (laughs) love her so much you need to and uh but i think this this the, the the comic shows how the problem that we see in the show and in the book as well and i think lev did that on purpose this like clash of uh, uh like this underground system and everything to 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 show that one is not better one is not better than the others and that's the thing that like one is not better than the others in the end is the mixture of both that makes it um interesting and it's not one is the villain and i think that's what we see more and more i think season one and season two all oh, the hedge witches are but more and more where uh, katie is uh, plunging into being the top hedge witch and uh we see like marina just back the fuck up on us honestly and let the hedge witch be we see what the real edge witch is and not what marina wants the edge witch to be
1: I think also, too, the reason Marina wants them to be this way is it's like, people will not take you seriously.
0: So, um, Henry correct the idea that uh, any form of intimacy um, horrified him to terrify the hell out of him. Why? Especially, he says, he corrects that, which is more the proper way to say it to the more like... Um, low-level way of saying it after a heartfelt moment with julia
1: horrify is to cause an apprehension or unease and terrify is filled with terror
0: yeah but it's the the hell could I have said terrify me and i think that's where wh- that's the part where we say like there's the part that you you present and there there's the part that you are When he talked to that, he said horrified. But he wants to be remembered as the guy who said, terrified the hell out. You
1: know? He wants to be remembered for who he is, not who he presents himself as.
0: Oh, I love that. It's way better. So let's go with that. Um, Also, like, it uh, it goes with that with uh, the... uh, when we go to Penny and we learn like, basically we learn that they're a character of a, of a, of a show and- uh, Comic book. Comic book, thank you. And that he slept with his stepsister. And he say, yeah, stepsister, stepsister. And we didn't know blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing as the story you tell you are because you say, yo, Ansel is not about that. Ansel is about being cool. And then Sam say, oh yeah, that's why you slept with your stepsister. So I think like there, this is the same idea of like, who you are versus who you tell yourself you are.
1: <laughs> Hansel's that guy who's really cool but also walks into walls.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, Hansel is Todd.
1: No one tell Todd.
0: <laughs> okay, but also uh, Sam gets mad that she's their hero and even I love when she says I'm the hero, and we she will like touch her cross like the waspian thing you can ever do is to do I'm, I like a i'm the hero and why is she mad that she's their hero and why do you think fogg gave her that because we said we said with um margot fogg gave her this idea of uh gave her this role because she thought it would be permanent
1: well let's start with the first question why doesn't she feel why does she hate being the hero yeah I think it feels fake to her. It feels like me with with my writing. Everyone can tell me it's really good. I'll still feel like it sucks. It's imposter syndrome. She mm. can't save everyone. And she only mm. sees her flaws. She's still alone. She can't save herself. And no matter how many... Cases she solves and people she saves, all she's going to see are the files of people she couldn't save. Mm -hmm.
0: So That's why she's taking it as as Katie later. Yeah.
1: So when people are like, well, you're a hero to who? Who am I a hero to? Am I a hero to to the the girl dead on the street? No, I wasn't here in time. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm a hero to you doesn't mean it's real. Mm
0: Mm-hmm
1: and then as for why fog gave her that role because he didn't know katie he
0: but i think it's the perfect role katie needed katie
1: needed that fog didn't know she needed that Mm. fog okay let's look at what fog has seen of katie he has seen katie run away from penny run away from consequences run away from break bills run away from ever having to deal with it basically and when they found out about her mom she ran away so why would he expect her not to run away
0: i don't think he i think he underestimated her yeah to crack the case um, I also, now I'm going to like totally talk uh, um, Spending a, just a while theory hurry here um, He decided to create all of their character and everything When there was a deal made with the library And he said we have to change our deal And the deal was you don't kill them You write their memory And I think that could be Zelda's work Zelda no Katie Zelda knows the quest, or she's read their book. And maybe she's, she, she feels like she see a bit of herself in Katie, This like she could be greater than, but she's not in like this hedge witch that had a hard life.
1: And Zelda also ran away to the library.
0: I, I feel like it's the push she, Zelda wish could have. And I feel when they decide, like it, I, we don't know if Zelda helped, but well, I would like to think that they have. And is she even gonna take la- talk later to Katie and season five saying like, you have to stop being sorry for yourself. I think, I really think uh, Zelda is mentoring Katie of how to be a, a- more assert- assertive of the power she has. And I think it's something that Zelda wish Everett could have done with her. So let's talk about Fog and his suit. Um, Cause we meet Etta who is basically the creator of his suit. I love her. And it's the only person Henry will let himself cry in front. I have so many questions about this character, like who she is, how did they meet, why is it, the, is, it is she the only person he's, he's letting himself being vulnerable, vulnerable in front of? Like, we know he takes so much pride in his suit that it's surprising that he's so vulnerable with her like that.
1: You have to be incredibly honest with your tailor. Fogg is not only getting his suit tailored, she's making it. She's making it from, it's completely designed. If you're designing a suit specifically for someone, you need to know them intimately to know what's going to best represent them clothing-wise.
0: Well, especially when we know that this suit uh, will be end up being made, and he's gonna wear them, and it's the the one that he's using to escape from the library when the monster attacks. So I think, she, I think she knows, her, like, I, I think him telling her everything that's just happened because he basically tell like I have fucked up the life of eight person. That is why she made fail self and stuff like that.
1: A lot of these characters, including Henry Fall, Henry, Elliot, Margot, clothes are in armor. And what we were talking about earlier—how you present yourself versus who you really are—how Henry presents himself is very important.
0: And then after that, we he goes in, in meets uh, Kim, and Kim realizes that she's one of the person he's protecting. Because Kim is Julia and Julia's fucking smart. Um, And he said, I'm happy that I finally get to teach you. He taught her for 39 timeline.
1: He taught her for 39 timelines. This was the last. He knew there. after Jane, there's not going to be a reset. So he knew he would never get to teach her again. He would never get to see... The beauty of knowledge that she possessed. Mm-hmm. So one of the la- so to him, one of the last things he got to do was teach a student who was passionate about magic in the same way he was. So he has taught her thirty nine times.
0: But then Not this like, one. The one that mattered. And he
1: never would again.
0: Even she refused in season five. Um and lastly, let's talk about Julia just blowing herself to that twenty twenty thousand time. And uh my favorite line of you kinda died. I <laughs> mean But the thing is but the thing is like that's what I I, I said earlier, but she's like, why blah blah? blah. And Todd isn't scared of saying I don't know. And people are, are a lot meaner to him because julia do not accept not knowing something that's literally season one (laughs) look if she knows there's
1: something she doesn't know she'll
0: know exactly Um (laughs) i i I do love
1: how todd doesn't know why Julia is not dying doesn't know why this is and at first he's concerned but then he's like you know what
0: she seems like she's got this under control she's good yeah you start to listen to music and stuff because he knows that it's not the time to ask questions he's got, I, I'm sure that he's gonna ask questions later but contrary to Julia and everyone in this fucking show he knows when to ask questions
1: and he knows when to let it go and be like you know what you've got this covered Todd has Todd things to do
0: I, I just think that Todd knows where his blind spot is and where okay, I know I'm good at this. I'm good at chronicling, and re- and I'm I'm good at talking and read language, and I'm mm. good at so I'm gonna be good at that. But if you ask me to save the world, fuck and you me. know what, I think it takes a lot of pride to be able to do that,
1: and especially to be like I'm good at this thing, that actually takes an enormous amount of like confidence. I think,
0: and it's funny because Quentin is laughed at. Too about that is the fillery guy. Well, his knowledge of fillery saved there as so many
1: times, but no, at the end of the day, just the fillery guy.
0: There, there is this, and then we go back to the classic idea. There is this like good knowledge. I'm going to put that in 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 quotation mark and bad knowledge. In this instance with Todd, this idea that. There's good and bad knowledge, and there's this pride into having Break Bill's knowledge and hedge with knowledge makes this all show the crack in the system. Show that honestly, if they if they would have talked to each other and like Marina would have like said to Fog, hey look, here's why, and Fog said, No, here's why. You know, but no, they had to like fight each other, knowledge against knowledge, and do all those fighting. And which pride is bigger than Todd you.
1: would make a really great dean? Todd could bridge the gap between break bills and hedge witches because Todd is okay with not knowing things and with other but people. That's why
0: he wouldn't be a Well,
1: dean. because no, I think he would because he would listen. Todd is good at, at listening to people.
0: Well, I believe that when a, a good leader has people that helps him that of things that he doesn't know how to do. I do believe in that. But
1: Wait, Todd would just be Dean Pelton from Community. Never yeah, mind. It would,
0: would just freeze. Like at some point, Penny had to step up. You know, we see that in season five. Uh, I wish he'd been Dean longer. <laughs> uh, but and, and we see like, oh, we didn't acknowledge how much shit uh, he had to do. You know? Um But yeah, I I just, I think that pride, as much as pride will make Henry do do this amazing thing of, I'd rather be homeless than tell a secret, it always also make this world that they live in so much more complex.
1: I mean, Julia literally dies several uh, dozen hundred times because...
0: Because she cannot ask anyone else what the fuck it is. So she does the one thing she knows. I'm gonna blow myself up until I overwrite it, because that's Julia.
1: But she does take Todd with her. And I think. I think Todd was the only one who wasn't judgmental of her for not knowing things. Not yeah, Todd's like, you know. Shit happens sometimes.
0: Sometimes you get a whiskey dick. It's okay. Yeah, I, I I like that how he was probably the only one in Break Bill's that didn't care that she was magicless, and that and that's yeah. why she went to him when she needed help.
1: Yeah, like I, like I said, he didn't he didn't judge her. He's like, I can't, you can't do magic. I can't tie my shoes. Like we all learn different things. Is cool. Have a drink.
0: We did it. Is that the episode? Yep. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell uh, oh let's just do a vase and a flower. Well let's not do like electro- let's not do like electro- divina Okay. Okay with that. It's a lot and you need to leave, so this
1: this is a very special yeah. episode.
0: Uh and Jasper need to go see their doctor. So Yes. <laughs> um uh, vase and the flower, which is an expression my grandma was saying, saying you don't give the vase and the flower at the same time. You don't give a backhanded compliment, such as, I thought you are smart for uh, a Todd. <laughs> anyway, who's your vase, which is uh, the bad thing, the thumbs down, and who's your flower, which is the thumb up. Let's let's talk with the vase, that way we'll end up on a good thing.
1: My vase is going to haunt Saul for fucking his stepsister. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Yeah. Don't okay. do that. Um, my vase will go to Marina. She went too far. Oh, Jasper hates me right now. But I think she went too far. I understand why she did what she did. And the fact that she didn't expect bl- uh, um, Fog to call her bluff is not knowing Fog enough.
1: I also think there was only henry fogg could undo this so the only way to undo this is through henry fogg
0: yeah and i I just
1: this is a last ditch hail mary
0: i i i don't know i i think we've seen more subtle things from marina I'm, I'm not proud of her in that
1: we case. just need to have a f- full episode where we talk about marina oh, well,
0: at the end of season five we are going to analyze every single character <laughs> um and your, in your flower
1: my flower goes to i was gonna say marina for honestly like doing everything possible to try to undo this spell, but no. My flower goes to Santa, because Santa is the one person who has finally gotten through to Alice, Mm. who has finally spoken to, who has believed in her, who has seen past her flaws.
0: I love that in this show we can give flower to Santa Claus. I'm going to give my flower to Katie because it's hard sometimes to say this is too good to be true. I'm too perfect. This is disgusting. I like I, I that because like it's, it's not something we hear. And I, I know like there are books and characters that I cannot tolerate because they're too perfect.
1: Sam sees the flaws of the system. I want to give a second flower to Finn. Oh,
0: yeah, to crown. Oh, Finn, I love you. This Finn like, gets a bouquet. It's two hours. And we talked about nothing. Yeah, and there's no to divina. So, you know, I'm sorry, Chase. This was a mess of an episode, but hey, third time's a charm.
1: Yeah, the third time is the time after the second.
0: There you go. Bye guys, love you.